Welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show, two Catholics with a PhD in common sense. This is not right versus left, it is right versus wrong. This is Blue Collar UFC MMA Catholic Radio, and I am the Latin lover of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the Latin lover of Our Lady. And Jesse, I'm reporting for duty as the Lebanese lover of Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the Lebanese lover of Our Lady. And today is an interesting show. I love the second part. The first part, we're going to be talking about... Uh, you know, liberals and, and, and Islam, radicals, what do they have with the same aim? That's an interesting topic. But the thing that I'm really interested in is sharing the gospel with, uh, through evangelization. And Pope Francis said something that he condemns as a serious sin, proselytism, which is like sharing the faith. I mean, look it up in the dictionary. And I scratch yep. my head and I say, Holy Father, I'm going to uh, talk about what official church teachings are about evangelization and ask you to embrace that, because what you said, it's not what the church teaches. And, you know, before we get to that, Jess, I've never had so much good-to-know, need-to-know file material, because it just, it just keeps coming at me. I'm, the Elko County Board of Health up in uh, Nevada, which is not known for its orthodoxy or its conservatism, the county is going to say, uh, discuss this issue of discontinuing the advertising for COVID-19 flu vaccines because of what they're seeing as a negative effect on their citizens. So that's a good 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 thing to be doing. Also, this sudden death epidemic, excess mortality among young middle-aged Americans skyrockets. Jesse, in the years that we have 60,000 young people from the uh, the middle-aged people have died of heart attacks. That's more than what we lost in in uh, Vietnam. So that's a, another that's an article in the uh, LifeSite News. Also, even the, over this pond, a cardio- cardiologist stuns the BBC interview by making a cause to say we need to stop the COVID shots. Too many guys are dying. And so this is what's happening. And then you probably heard about another 31-year-old former American Idol contest. He dies suddenly after an apparent heart attack. So we keep seeing this. And a lot of the people said that the CDC, as we know underground, they didn't want this information to get out. And people are really upset with the CDC and saying, wait a minute, your job is to get this data out. Why did you hold it off? And the reason I think they held it off is because they knew what people would do. They wouldn't take the vaccine. So, all right, I'm going to probably get canned from uh, YouTube for that. But uh, guess what, Jess? It's the truth. Yeah. Here's a couple of other news items. This one, Terry's Tell me. kind of interesting. This one is uh, a thief steals St. Michael's statue from the church. Yes. Then he trips and is injured by the angel sword. I love it. So a drunken thief was, was injured after falling on the sword of a statue of St. Michael, the archangel, <laughs> that he was trying to steal from a church in Monterey, Mexico. Uh, the local media reported that uh, Carlos Alonso, 32 years old, January 14th, allegedly went to Crystal Christ the King Parish in downtown Monterey to rob the, the church. That'll teach him. In the darkness, Alonso repeatedly jumped over the fence in front of the entrance, broke a glass door, entered the church. While trying to flee with the statue of St. Michael the Archangel, the alleged thief tripped and fell on the angel's sword, seriously injuring his neck. Unbelievable. Wow. What a story. What a story. Yeah, here, yeah here, here's another one. Give us another one. Um, this one just came out. Uh, thanks to uh, our, our friend Michael Hitchborn from the Lepanto. Yeah. <clears throat> 84 Catholic dioceses using student evaluation company 
promoting LGBTQ ideologies in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Terrible. So a new report by the Lepanto Institute reveals Catholic dioceses partnering with an organization for student and classroom assessment that is actively promoting homosexual and transgender ideologies. The NWEA, formerly Northwest Evaluation Association, claims that it is a partner with over 1,900 Catholic schools in 84 dioceses, reaching 400,000 Catholic students, and is a corporate sponsor of the National Catholic Education Association. Uh, And again, what they're doing here is uh, this organization is uh, promoting LGBTQ ideologies, and they've uh, basically uh, found an ally with the Catholic school system. Here's one more. A girl was shamed for fearing a naked man. This happened here in uh, in uh, downtown Phoenix. 17-year-old Rebecca Phillips testified at a recent Santee City Council meeting in California. Oh, this is in California, excuse me. Santee, California. I thought it was... That she was shamed as a bigot by, YMCF's, by YMCA staff when she expressed fear over a naked man appearing in the girls' locker room oh as she stepped out of the shower. She said, I immediately went back into the shower terrified and hid behind the flimsy excuse for a curtain until he was gone. Rebecca Phillips said she added that the YMCA needs to change its policy of allowing transgender women in the women's locker room because small children use the facilities as well, including her five-year-old sister. Yes, he just on a good note, <coughs> the Philadelphia Flyer defensive yeah. man, Ivan Provoke, he refused to take the ice during a warm-up to observe Pride Night on Tuesday, citing his Christian faith. So here's a guy who's a professional hockey player, and he says, hey, I'm not going to participate. We need more people doing that, Jess. I'm sure he's going to be persecuted for what he did, but God bless him. Well, yeah, he'll he'll be canceled for, for what he did. Here's another good one, Terry. This is another good news item. Tell me. Thousands, thousands of men hold rosaries, and, and they sing an ancient Marian hymn at a basilica in Poland. When you watch the video, it's wow. beautiful to see. It's a, it's a recent video. It's a group of about 8,000 Catholic Polish men. I love it. They're holding up their rosaries, and they're singing ancient I've Polish seen, yeah. Marian hymns, yep. uh, you know, sacred hymns that go back to the 12th century. Yep. That was beautiful. And uh, it, it's, it, Terry, I'm seeing these men, men rosary rallies all over the country. Here in Phoenix... You have a, there's a big group of us that go downtown to the state capitol and pray once a month. Awesome. And uh, and yeah, and I'm I'm seeing this all over the country. Good. Well, that's great, Jess. All right, we ready for some soul food, brother? Soul food. Yep, all right. Gospel. Yep. Let me. Uh, Good news. Speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. Here it is. Mm-hmm. Jesus. It's Mark chapter three, verses one to six. Jesus entered the synagogue. There was a man there who had a withered hand. They watched Jesus closely to see if he would cure on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him. He said to the man with the withered hand, come up here before us. Then he said to the Pharisees, is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath rather than to do evil, to save life rather than destroy it? But they remained silent. Looking around at them with anger and greed at the hardness of heart, 
Jesus said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched, he stretched it out and his hand was restored. The Pharisees went out and immediately took counsel with the Herodians against him to put him to death. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Verse four jumps out at me. Verse six jumps out at me. Verse uh, four, where they're, they're at, Jesus asked them, is it lawful? What, what our Lord is doing here to the Pharisees and the, uh, and the Herodians, he's, in, he's implying that doing good for the sake of mercy, uh, it does not constitute a violation of the Sabbath. The Sabbath doesn't preclude you from, from doing good, corporal works of mercy, spiritual works of mercy. What, what we know from the Sabbath, from the Catechism and our Lord, is that we should abstain from servile works on the Sabbath. In other words, you know, uh, secular works that like, ah, I'm going to go and uh, I don't know, I'm going to go paint a house. No, no, get your butt to mass. No, no, no. Uh, you know, do your 12 noon angels, pray the rose with your family. Don't go, oh, I'm going to go make extra money. I'm going to go paint a house. No, that that's servile work. But the, the Sabbath doesn't preclude us from good works. That's the point that Jesus is making. And uh, so our, our Lord is saying, so you guys are saying I can't do good works on the Sabbath? Uh, no, you guys are reading it wrong. Because you'll you'll find in 1 Maccabees chapter 2, verse 41, I think our, our Lord may have alluded to this to this story where the Jews temporarily suspended the Sabbath observance to permit defensive warfare. And this was necessary in order to save the life of the Jews from military attacks on the sacred day of rest. So if Israel could sidestep the Sabbath to preserve their life during war, then surely Jesus can heal a man's hand on the same day as well. Also, who are the Pharisees and the Herodians? These are the two, in, in verse 6, these are the two religious and political groups in, in New Testament Palestine, the Holy Land. They held opposite political stances and outlooks on Jewish life, but they stood united in their opposition against Jesus Christ. Well said. When we come back, we'll get Fulton Sheen in. I just want to remind everybody from last week's conference, the videos are up on our website with Johnny Romero and myself. People want to get those, they go to vmpr.org. You can stream them with your friends. It's all about uh, evangelization. As a matter of fact, later, our second and third segment, we're going to be talking about the need to evangelize. Stay with us, family. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. We'll get Fulton Sheen in, and then we'll move on here. Uh, also, I want to remind everybody the Spiritual Warfare Conference is coming up next. It's the 24th and 5th of March. You can register still by going to vmpr.org. Father Chad Ripperker, Bishop Strickland, Jesse Romero, all the guys from the Ch uh, Father Chad Ripperker. Liber Cristo, Liber Cristo, yeah. It. They'll all be here. You want to be here? Go to vmpr.org or call us at 877-526-2151. Or when we come back with the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Don't turn that down. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. I want to bring the smartest guy into the room, Archbishop Fulton Sheen. Full Sheen ahead. Uh, talks about uh, hell. He says, hell is full of talented people, but heaven is full of energetic people. 
And I thought about that, Jesse. Uh, yeah, you know, there's a lot of smart people who don't know Jesus Christ. Amen. And yep. don't want to know him. I mean, I mean, actually don't want to know him. They're hostile towards him. Exactly. Actually, hostile. That's even stronger. And so I want to just uh, point out one thing that in the next, uh, after this segment, we're going to talk about the energetic evangelist and why this is so critical and how uh, those who don't have a zeal for the salvation of souls really is uh, undermining the Catholic Church. And some high officials are doing just that. So I, I want to bring that up. But let's talk about, Jesse, the liberals and Islam have, and the radical, ra Islam radicals have the same aim. What is that aim, Jess? Yeah, Terry, this, this actually Pope Benedict was the first one that, that really started talking about this. He said that the biggest problems that we were facing, may you rest in peace, he said it was uh, secular humanism. He would call it the dictatorship of relativism. Yeah. That, that's the whole woke ideology, secular humanism, atheism. Yeah. And Pope Benedict also pointed out under his papacy that we have a problem with radical Islam mm -hmm. or Islamism, Islamic fundamentalism. Yes. Nothing's changed, Harry. No. Uh, there's so many Catholics and Protestants and Orthodox Christians getting killed every day. It's not even news no more. That's true. I, I, I get... I get daily updates from different pro web websites that that uh, that that track the killings of Christians by Muslims. Terry, it's 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 so huge that I, I don't even report it anymore. Yeah. It's so common, constantly burning buildings, taking entire girls from schools, Horrible. and 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 I'll tell you what what upsets me is that the Pope is silent about this. He's absolutely silent about this. Now, in a nutshell, the what you could say, what the woke liberals have, along with the the Islamists, the terrorists, they both have a hatred for Christianity. Yeah. That, that's what that's what aligns them at the hip. Both of them have an intense hatred for Christianity. True. Both of them. They, uh, there's, there's, there's no reasoning with them. Again, remember, Islam doesn't believe in reason. Okay, that that they already established that in the 10th century, yeah, yeah. and the secular humanists, they they think with their emotions, Terry. Yeah, they don't think right. with their yeah. Uh, and and so when when both of them, you'll see both of them also what aligns them, both of them blaspheme, the God of Christianity, the liberals, and the Islamists. Uh, both of them want to outlaw hate speech. Liberals in this country, liberals around the world, they want to outlaw what they call hate speech. And guess what? Li uh, Islam, if you say something against Muhammad, that's called hate speech. Uh, and so both of them hate Israel. Islamists despise the Jews, the, the, the liberals, they hate Israel. Right. Uh, there's, so there's an anti-Semitism between both of them. Uh, both of the military, the liberals and the Islamists, both of them share this fondness for destroying statues. The woke left hates statues, especially the ones of Catholic saints right. and Jesus and Mary. And guess what? So do the Islamists. Yep. And so the, 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 you'll also find uh, what's um, you'll, you'll hear the, the two ideologies, the woke or, or the Islamists, you'll hear them say, 
Allahu Akbar, and you'll hear them say, death to America. So they have these ritual, distinctive rituals. Allahu Akbar and death to America. So what does the woke left say? Black Lives Matter and uh, Antifa. So the Islamists pray to Mecca and the woke, they, uh, they won't take a knee to the American flag. And both of them, by the way, you'll see both of them on YouTube, both the Islamists and the woke left like burning the American flag. So that, that, I just want to show that no, that's, that's, that's the problem. We're still fighting this problem, Terry. It has, just because we don't report on it every day, right. uh, it, because it's so common now. A, a, a ta- what, what, do the, what do the woke left hate? Catholic Church. How many Catholic churches have been destroyed or vandalized in the last three years? Or ever since the Roe versus Wade decision? It's, it's nearing a hundred. Yeah. Um, how many Catholic churches have been destroyed by Islam? Uh, the number is so, is so, is so big. If you, if you talk about Islam since the 7th century, you know, you'd have to put like five zeros after, after a one. Uh, so that's the point that I'm making. Good. These are the biggest enemies that we have right now, the woke liberals and the Islamists. And as Catholics, uh, we have to, uh, we have to, again, you can't fight your enemy, Terry, unless you know your enemy. Well said. Jesse, I want to move on to this yep. uh, evangelization because this is my heart, your heart. And I want to just quote the Vatican II decree on missionary activity of the church. The whole church is missionary. The work of evangelization is the fundamental task of the people of God. That's the decree on the missionary activity of the church. Canon law, the last canon says uh, that our church is all about saving souls because if souls aren't saved, nothing is saved. And if souls are saved, everything is saved. Before I get into this article, I want to quote a couple popes about evangelization. Pope Pius X said this, How I tremble to think that souls can be punished for all eternity on the account of negligence of their pastor, that innocent people can be led from the path of truth because of the words of the inspired text were never preached to them, and that the spirit of the world and of our time especially should be poured into ill-instructed minds for want of a firm hand to check its tide. And this is what the Pope says, Pope Pius X, I have a sacred duty, all popes do, to defend the truth and openly, for God will ask me to render an account for all those souls who have strayed into the way of perdition. Last quote from a pope, and then we'll get into our topic. St. Pope Felix III, he says, not to oppose errors to approve it, not to defend truth is to suppress it, and to indeed neglect and confound evil men when we can do it is no less a sin than to encourage them. Jesse, I'm setting the stage because Pope Francis, in an interview, condemned, he said that proselytism is a serious sin. Okay, now, Jesse, time out, brother. You and I have been for decades trying to introduce people to the person of Christ. Now, he made this statement while fielding questions about the Second Vatican Council and asked whether the church's mission has changed since the council and if the church and the people need another mission. And he said, thank God, yes. Well, Father, read the Second Vatican Council documents. I, I'm missing why the change is not. We're still trying to introduce people to the person of Christ. Now, Jesse... I realize this, that in the Amazon Senate, there was a missionary for 40 years, Franciscan priest, who bragged about not baptizing one soul for 40 years and said this was the spirit of Vatican II. <laughs> and I feel so bad because the vigor of Christ is, doesn't have this one right, Jesse. 
because he said in his interview in 2013 something similar. He said proselytism is nonsense. It makes no sense. He wow. says, I, I believe in God, not in the Catholic God. Well, then step down. I'm sorry. You know, Jesse, I mean it. Do us a favor. If you don't believe in all the teachings of the church, step down. I'd say that to you, Jess Romero. Terry, there, there's, a, there's a Catholic priest uh, that actually I wrote a long, a long letter to yep, him. He did. Uh, and he's a very holy Catholic he's priest. Known he's known for being holy in the, yeah, Italy. He's a, people, people go to him from all over. Priests go to him for spiritual direction and confession. Yeah. And he's got a reputation amongst other priests. He's a, he's a spiritual giant in the interior life. Yes. Uh, yeah, he's, he's essentially said, you need to step down. Well, uh, you're doing damage to the church. And it's interesting because he released this letter the last, I think the last day of December. Yes, he did. So far, there's no pushback because uh, people say that if Pope Francis tries to cancel him, the, the, it would be ugly because he's, one of those very holy, beloved priests in Italy that all the people love. Yeah, and, and Jesse, I want to pray for the Holy Father. Tomorrow night, Thursday night, we pray for our Pope, our bishops, our priests, because it's Holy Thursday when we instituted the, the Eucharist and the priesthood. I get upset because for 10 years, I'll be honest with you, he hasn't, he hasn't given us the perennial teachings of the church, and that's part of his job description. So I'm not criticizing him just to criticize it's hard for me to have to say you're the vigor of christ what but in 2020 he removed that title for the pope as the vigor of christ well then who are you see the point of it is jesse it's misleading the flock and when souls are not being fed i'm going to speak up every time brother yeah uh some of the things uh that pope francis has said about evangelization he he doesn't say evangelization he's he uses the word proselytism. What's the definition? I looked it up. I looked it up here. Dictionary.com. Yep, here it is. Proselytize to convince. That's it. I'm cool with that. To convert. Yep. I'm really cool with that. To change belief. I'm really cool with that. To persuade. I'm cool with that. For 30 years, I've been convincing, converting, and changing people's belief and persuading them to follow Jesus Christ in the Roman Catholic Church and, and that's live in not a state sinful, of grace. Jesse. And I'm not going to stop. No, and way. I'm not going to stop because of well, because his comments. Th- no. this, this Pope, just uh, he doesn't know what evangelization or proselyte. Yeah. He doesn't know. He doesn't. And, I'm, just, and, I'm just reading with his own words. Uh, it, he, and uh, all he needs to do is read Jesus' words in Matthew, Matthew 28, 25. 19, and 20. Yep. Jesus' words supersede any pope. Yeah, and, and can you quote that? about going out and preaching yeah. the gospel. Matthew twenty eight nineteen, yeah. Our Lord Jesus Christ, before his ascension into heaven, body and soul, he says, go therefore, and, and he's saying this in context with the apostles and disciples that were there, uh, right, out, right outside of Jerusalem. He says, go therefore and make disciples of all men, of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teach them what I have commanded you, and know that I will be with you always until the end of time. That's called the Great Commission. Uh, no pope can change that. In fact, every pope s- must submit themselves to the Great Commission, and this pope is not doing it. Right, and you know the gospel, the, the first uh, Corinthians chapter nine verse sixteen says, "Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel." And Jesse, this is the uh, misinterpretation. I call it the spirit of Vatican II uh, that that Franciscan priest down in South America has used. And why do you think so many converts aren't coming into the church 
Why do you think we're not bat- why baptisms are down? It's why, because why is there a drop in vocations, yes. just like the article says? Yes. And the Pope admits there's yeah. drops in vocations. Yeah, he does in the article. And and, and uh, he, he has no, no response explanation. For this. No. No. And, and Jesse, our heart goes out to him because, you know, uh, too much has been given, much has been expected. I mean, you're expect we ex- our Lord expects a lot of out of uh, out of us because we've been given the faith. Okay, we are we are, we have a mouthpiece, we have a microphone. But to the vigor of Christ, the Pope, he's going to be judged much more wow. severely because of his responsibility. So let's pray for him. When we come back, we want to talk a little bit more about uh, the need to share the gospel in the world that acts like God doesn't exist because this is what we were made for, combat. And what's the combat? Save souls, slay air. Stay with us, yep. family. We'll yep. be back with more on the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Get it, Jess. Evangelization or proselytization. Well, what's the difference? I mean, when you look at dictionary.com, you see that proselytize means to convince. Hey, that's good. Convince people to follow Jesus and become Catholics. It means to convert. It means to change belief. It means to persuade. That's a good word. It says here, the um, Pope Francis has once again condemned Catholic efforts of evangelization, st- stating that Catholicism is not proselytism. So again, he doesn't even know what the word proselytism means. He says, while adding, he has no explanation for the drop in vocations in recent decades. Yeah, under his pontificate. The pontiff made the comments in an interview he gave to Spanish language news media outlet Mundo Negro in mid-December, which was published on January 13th. uh, He made the comments while fielding a question about the Second Vatican Council, having been asked whether the church's mission had changed since the council and if the church and the people need another mission. Here's what he said. Pope Francis says, thank God. Historians say it takes 100 years for a council to have a complete result. So it is halfway there. So many things have changed in the church. So many things for the better. Well, I I would disagree. I think things have changed for the worse because... We have less people going into seminary, less people attending mass on Sunday, and more churches closing around the world than, faster than ever before. So I don't know about uh, his, 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 you know, things are going, looking better. The statistics say otherwise. The 86-year-old Pope referenced what he described as two interesting signs. Firstly, he stated that the first imprudent effervescences, that means enthusiasm, yeah. of the council have already disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> clarifying that he was he was referring to liturgical effervescence, in other words, liturgical enthusiasm. Yeah. His second suggestion that the council was having an effect on the church was that anti-conciliar resistances, that means traditional Catholics, are emerging resistances that were not seen before, something typical of every process of maturity. Francis welcomed changes which he attributed to the council, such as an increased respect for cultures and the enculturation of the gospel, things that were indirect, that, that were un, an indirect consequence of the council. Highlighting this evangelization of culture, which we failed, by the way, yep. Francis expanded by saying that he was talking of evangelizing, of announcing, and nothing more with much respect. Consequently, he argued that proselytism was the most serious sin that a, that a missionary can have. It's hard to have. A, a pope would say something that <laughs> crazy. 
Therefore, the most serious sin that a missionary can have is proselytism. He says, Catholicism is not proselytism. Devotees of the church's tradition and the traditional mass regularly point to such remarks and policies as exemplary of the crisis afflicting the church. I agree. I do too. As seen notably in the drop in vocations, Pope Francis noted the drop of vocations. Here's, he, he said this, five places, Belgium, Holland, Spain, Ireland, and Quebec, filled the world with missionaries. Today, these five places have no vocations. It is a mystery. And in less than 100 years, how do we explain this to each other? I see no explanation. Well, let me jump in and just say, I'll give you an explanation. You took out what motivated them to share the gospel. Uh, you told them that wasn't important. So guess what? They kicked back and said, well, if it's not important, why sign up? Yeah, and then and then you've made a lot of the the, the 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 new mass look a lot like the Los Angeles uh, religious education conference mass. Yeah. Just go on YouTube, type in that mass, and you'll see what is this? What was intended by the council? No, it wasn't. And but that's that, what that, that's what came out of the council because uh, the bad guys started these ad hoc committees, these post conciliar committees, where they said we're going to ram the spirit of Vatican II down everybody's throat. Forget what the forget what the documents say. Don't listen to the documents. Listen to us. And Jesse, read what he said because this here gives me really his understanding that he thinks this is a good thing that there are fewer priests, fewer people going to church. Read what he just said about how yeah. we were. Go ahead. He says. Um, however, when questioned, when the Pope was questioned, he con- his, he expressed no concern for this. In other words, yeah. the, the 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 lack of vocations. Yeah. He said, stating that it was a that that it was merely a crisis, which his own words, which must be experienced and overcome. Close quote. Next he says, "No, I am not concerned in the sense that we are merging. It is a sign of the times that indicates worldliness." That indicates a level of development that puts values elsewhere. This signal cries, there are crises, and crises must be experienced and overcome. Here's my commentary. Hit it. He's literally euthanizing the church, yeah, he's and his remarks are flippant and yeah. casual. Yeah. Like nothing, he's like, nothing to see here, move on, move on. You're kidding me. He's friends with all the globalists. They co- come to the Vatican. Right. Uh, Klaus Schwab and his team, Bill Gates and his team. Yeah. Uh, the, the World Economic Forum and his team, they sit on, on important uh, uh, committees in the Vatican. He receives money from the communists, $2.5 billion a year. And he's calling us worldly? Yeah. He got rid of all the, the theologians, Pope John Paul II and Benedict theologians on, on, uh, family uh, life. W- on family life. And he put a bunch of pro-homosexual secular humanists yeah, that have lost their faith. Them. And he's saying, and he's saying that we're becoming worldly. Yeah, are you kidding me? It's the opposite. And Michael you know, Jackson said, "Look at the man in the mirror. <laughs> he needs to look at himself." <laughs> That's true. And we need to be praying for him because I do every day. Absolutely. I go to. I do every day. We heard my rosary every day. It hurts us to have to even say this. If someone told does. me ten years ago a pope would do something this foolish, I'd say no way. But he says this is by no means the first time Pope Francis has described decried, uh, has decreed. Decried proselytism, it has been one of the more constant themes of his nearly 10-year pontificate. In the first year of his papacy, remember, October, I remember this, October 13, 2013, the interview, he said, proselytism is solemn, it's it's nonsense, it makes no sense. Solemn says, nonsense, yeah. Yes, yeah, solemn, solemn, solemn nonsense. I believe in God, not in the Catholic God. There is no Catholic God, there is no God, I believe in Jesus Christ, his incarnation. Jesse, let me back up. 13 years before that wow. interview, 
when the Holy See came out with Dominus Jesus, showing that the Catholic Church had the fullness of the faith and our Protestant brothers were separated brothers, that Jesus Christ, as his Catholic Church is the bride of Christ, that it, that it has the fullness of the truth. When he was an archbishop in Buenos Aires, he would not even come to Rome to discuss this because he was so upset with the church making the claim that we're unique. So I, I really question, and I'll just want to give you one more thing, in reading a book on him, uh, verified this, that there was an Anglican bishop in Buenos Aires who rode a motorcycle, and they were friends. They were ecumenical friends, which is great. The bishop from the Anglican church says, hey, I want to become a Catholic. I really think you guys have you know, the fullness of the truth, and I, you know, I want the fullness of the truth, I'm being a Catholic. What does he say? Don't do it. Just like Scott Hahn was told not to do, not to become a Catholic. Be a good Protestant. You see how bad that can be? And so this is all documented, and that man died in a motorcycle accident later and never embraced the fullness of the faith. Now, how he was judged, that's God's business. But the very fact that you wouldn't bring him into the church— I, I remember what I said about Pope ben, about Pope Felix III, not to oppose errors, to approve it, not to defend truth, is to suppress it. Yes, we have to share that food. We're going to be held responsible for not sharing the gospel when we have opportunities to do it. That's my take. I think Pope Francis believe. I don't think he's ever looked up the word proselytism. All you have to do is look it up in the dictionary, think, yep. and it doesn't mean what he thinks it means. No. I think what he thinks it means is what forcing. Muslims do. Yeah, forcing. forcing. Yeah. yeah, no, we don't I do think, that. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean that. Look at dictionary.com. Exactly. Uh, now, Muslims force. Yeah. Muslims don't evangelize. They, they, they force you. Yeah. Uh, uh, see the sword? Yeah. Um, become a Muslim <laughs> or I'm going to kill you. Okay, yeah. sign, sign me up, sir. It's so simple, man. Where do I sign up at? That, that's proselytism. Yeah. We don't do that. Catholics use reason. We use faith and reason. Muslims don't use reason. They just use the Quran alone and say, and if you don't believe what we just told you, we will kill you. Yeah. If, if you're in an Islamic country under Sharia law. But uh, going back to the article, yeah, Pope Francis, he consistently downplays the need for conversion. That's, that's, that's the just, problem. That's, that's true. Yeah. And uh, yeah, years ago, Terry, I remember he said it's a very grave sin for Catholics to try to convert the Orthodox. I know. He's often repeated such argumentation promoting ecumenical efforts instead of the vocation of Catholics to evangelize. I, I, I have a lot of respect. I got, there's guys out here I know in Phoenix. It's called St. Paul Street Evangelization. Good. One of my friends, he listens to the show all the time, Chris Emerson. This guy goes out there on the weekend, sets up a table right there in downtown Phoenix and starts awesome. passing out rosaries and pamphlets. He doesn't got a sword in his hip. He doesn't got a gun in his hip and tell people, you, got, oh, you guys better become Catholic or I'm going to shoot you. This guy's like the nicest guy. He knows apologetics. He's always using reason and faith and, and handing out prayer cards. That's what we do. Yep. The, the article says here that he's often repeated such argumentation, the Pope promoting ecumenical efforts instead of the vocation to Catholics to evangelize of Catholics. In 2006, he famously rebuked a young Lutheran girl who asked him for advice about how to deal with her non-church-going friends. Pope Francis answered that the last thing that the girl has to do is to speak. Mm -hmm. He urged her to live like a Christian, like a Christian girl chosen, forgiven, and on a path. Then he argued ambiguously, it is not licit that you convince them of your faith. Proselytism is the strongest poison against the ecumenical path. Well, guess what the first Pope says in 1 Peter 3.15? He says... 
To every man give an answer and a reason for the hope that lies within you, but do it with humility and respect. So the first pope says to give an answer. And if you look at the Greek word apologia, it means to give lawyer-like answers. And Jesse, our Holy Father also pointed out to the priests, never ever to the seminarians, and ever not give absolution in a confession, even if they don't repent. See, that's contrary to what the church teaches for 2,000 years. I believe, unfortunately, that he thinks maybe that there's a universal salvation, that you don't have to repent and believe in the gospel. But that's not the biblical version of Christianity. And I ask him, right, to my—I say, please, we pray for you that you will confirm us in our faith, because right now, for 10 years, Jesse, he hasn't been confirming us in the faith. He's actually bringing ambiguity and doubt, and and there's enough people who are just like, what what does the Catholic Church teach? Now, the Pope said this. Does that mean— no, just because the Pope, he doesn't have the authority to change any of the teachings of the church. He's the vigor of Christ, not the superior of Christ. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, he's not the superior of Christ. His job is to teach, fulfill, and carry out the words of his master, Lord right. God, and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. And it's obvious that Pope Francis uh, uh, apparently rejects the words of the Great Commission yep. given to us by Jesus. Pray for uh, him. Yes, pray for him. Because Every he, day pray for him. He has such a responsibility. Hey, up next, we got our friends from Church Militant coming up with some yeah. news items. We're going to chat with them about that and much more here on the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, Here's Terry and Jesse. Don't forget the month of January is dedicated to the holy name of Jesus. So find any reason to project the name of Jesus into the cosmos and let the angels carry that that prayer to heaven. But do it with faith, hope, and love. Remember, saying the name of Jesus outside of prayer, outside of adoration and worship, is a violation of the second commandment, Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Hey, do we got James Fidewell on? Is James on? Yes, are you there? Jesse? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'm we here. don't have him on yet, but he will be. But I just want to throw something I just found out. We'll, we'll talk ah, There more. he is. I see him. Oh, good. James, you're with us? Hey, oh, God bless you, James. Thanks. Welcome. James. How's it going, Terry and Jesse? We're blessed by the best. We're, we're honored to have you every week here. Tell us about what's going on with Church Militant. Not only the news, I plug you guys about the resources you have on Church Militant. Yes website. There's so many resources that help people fall deeper in love with Jesus Christ and his church. But let's get to the topics of the news today. What's going on, brother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so our first story in uh, Ohio, um, the uh, media outfit Accuracy in Media, they did a just bombshell uh, investigation. And uh, they have some teachers from various public schools uh, in Columbus on video saying that, hey, you know, listen, these these uh, lawmakers are trying to get um, anti-CRT laws yeah. passed so that we can't teach that stuff in schools, but we're going to find a way around that, <laughs> and we're going to trick parents into thinking that it's not happening in My schools God. and uh, trick uh, trick the media into thinking that it's not happening either. So so they're just spilling all to, these, to this accuracy in media, and uh, it's just truly... Great investigation. I would watch the whole video if you can. Can't but, wait. Uh, we're gonna. We're de- definitely going to play some snippets on our evening news. So that is a. I think that's a huge story. And I think it's 
scary, honestly. If, if like the, the laws don't seem to apply to the left if they yeah, are against right. the law. Well said. Well said. If we disobey the law, uh, the, the right, then that's just like horrible and we're domestic terrorists and we need yeah. to be locked up for life. And everything. <laughs> So yeah. true. So well, true. I look forward to seeing that. And, and, and James, that's why, by the way, just that's why the left has an advantage in this world and in this life. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they don't have to follow rules. They're lawbreakers. They manipulate. They deceive. Where we, those of us that are people of faith, those of us that are people that are traditional, conservative on the right, mm -hmm. we follow rules. Mm -hmm. And so because we pray, play by the rules... It's, it's a lot more difficult oftentimes uh, to, to implement things because it's easy to lie, to cheat, to steal, to break rules. And so yeah. they, they do have on a natural level, not on a supernatural level, they're damning themselves on a natural level. They have an advantage over us in this lifetime. Yeah, not only yeah. those, but the communists are the same situation. They yes. don't, and even Islam yeah. doesn't follow rules, especially exactly. when it's for infidels. All three of them. Okay, I had to say yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's also like you know we we see these like uh, district attorneys and attorney generals who are just totally bought and paid for by Soros and the left. They're just not enforcing anything, so that's why they feel like they can just run rampant all over the place. But I want to go to a, a happier story good. here. We probably know uh, Mark Hauk. Of course, he's doing well. The father of seven children arrested at his house in Pennsylvania. He is, um, his, his trial is set for January 24th, I believe. Um, I could be wrong on that, but I think it's January 24th. And um, the, his lawyers, the Thomas More Society lawyers, have found some just, I think, truly bombshell evidence Excellent. in his case. They went after him for violating the FACE Act, which is you, you can't you know, disrupt a, a clinic's operations, a health clinic's operations. Um, so the, the whole story with that was he pushed or, or shoved a yeah. uh, death score, a clinic death score, uh, who was harassing his son. Yes. Well, turns out in the FACE Act, escorts are not in that, and they're not covered in the FACE Act. Excellent, so, excellent. I think that's pretty, that's, Good I'm not news. a lawyer, but I think that's pretty huge. Yeah, it there. is huge. That's great. And, that, and, I mean, that, and of course, it would take the legal mind of the guys from the St. Thomas More Society the best. to, to best. find something yeah. like that out. And to, to undermine the case for the, for the left. Wow, that's a brilliant, news, brilliant buddy. piece of evidence. Thank you, Jesus. That's all I can say. Yes. Yeah, that was awesome. Wow. But uh, moving on, this is hey, a... Hey, uh, uh, Jay, let me ask you. So yeah. is, it, is, is this the prosecution's case against Mark Houck, or is this Mark Houck's counter-lawsuit for, for what they... for maybe false arrest? I mean, what... what this this, I, I believe this is the prosecution's okay. case. This is okay. him uh, fighting the Biden administration. Yep. Um, yep. And, uh, yeah, so they've, they've found this, and hopefully, I think that's, that's, gonna help. I think gonna that's help. sealed and sealed and, and dealed oh, with yeah. that. Okay. But um, moving on, this is a, uh, this story here, I think, is extremely horrific. Um, this was from the town hall, I believe. They did an investigation into a gay couple they, uh, I believe this, this was a thing a while ago. Uh, they had adopted these two kids, these two boys. I believe they're 9 and 11 years old now. And uh, they were, uh, obviously they were the, like, you know, the, the, the poster child yeah. for gay hate and everything like that. But it turns out they were sexually abusing these kids. Oh, no. To the nth degree. I mean, they're Horrible. like 
injuring these kids with the abuse that they would do on them. I'm trying to. Yeah, I understand. We can picture what they're doing. Detail. Yeah, we get it. It's yeah. sick. It's, it's sick. Only, it's the evil. Would abuse these kids, but they would also pimp them out to other guys oh that would abuse them. And, I mean, it is just we got to expose that story. Good yeah, job, but, guys, uh, for exposing it. Absolutely, yeah. They've been arrested, thankfully. Thank you. But, Thank yeah, it's just horrible, horrible stuff. Wow. Now, now, James, let me just give a plug right now because we got a couple extra minutes. Tell us what else you have with the resistance because many of us are in different parts of the country. How do we connect with, you know, supporting the, the what we call the perennial teachings of the church? How do we expose error with truth working with your resistance program? Yeah, um, the uh, our resistance program, I, I think, is is a genius idea and it is is a way for catholics to come together and affect change locally in their diocese locally in their school board or legislature we've had a lot of instances of resistance members um just rolling up their sleeves doing the dirty work and affecting change uh, the, uh, the biggest example i can think of is in maryland um they were instrumental in keeping the uh, radical uh, abortion bill at bay there, um, and uh, so I think I think that's a gr great way to uh, if you really want to start changing some things that we're seeing, like these this, this gay couple yeah. uh, starting to uh, reverse some of those things. And uh, so, churchmilton.com, you just click on uh, resistance okay. at mm -hmm. the very top. Great. And uh, yeah, get in touch, send an email, um, and uh, we'll uh, we'll direct you to whoever you need to be directed to. We have captains all over the yeah. country, and they're the ones that sort of field the new recruits and uh, get them suited up for the fight. So uh, I would definitely, yeah, definitely recommend James, that. James, I'm going to give another recommendation that you guys just recently agreed to do, and I'm so proud of networking and partnering with Church Militant. Our Bishop Strickland Hour is now going to be going on Church Militant's website in February, yes. February 2nd. And uh, I, Jesse and I pretty much made, uh, we, we, our, our position is that anybody who will take anything from Virgin Most Powerful and repurpose it, uh, hey, all the better. We don't need the credit. We, we, what we do need is souls. And so for the very fact that Church Militant is going to be replaying the Bishop Strickland Hour, we just want to publicly on air say thank you so much for networking with Virgin Most Powerful. Yes, absolutely. I can't wait for that. Bishop Strickland is obviously a, a great man. I just want to, I got a note here. I just sure. want to say that uh, Joe Enders is looking forward to having Jesse on Red Top Report. <laughs> Good. Oh, that's that money. I think that'll be I'm sweet. Gonna be, I'm going to be out with him on Thursday, yeah. Good. Thank yeah, you, awesome. guys. That's, Thanks for yeah. networking. And, and again, what is our whole focus of the two apostolates? The salvation of souls. What is canon law? The last canon says about the salvation of souls. That's what the church's mission is. And yeah. we can try not to get distracted by certain people in our church who are saying, no, 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 we want a global warming. We gotta... That's not the mission of the church. The mission is to introduce people to the person of Jesus Christ and his bride, the church. And I just, again, want to say thank you for networking on that mission with Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Love you. Jesse? Yeah, yeah James, I'll, uh, I just want to just... That last topic that you mentioned... Uh, I think we're going to be this topic about uh, just human sex trafficking of children. Yep. Uh, you Pornography's know, all tied into that. Everything. This is so huge. Yep. You have you have politicians involved in this. E Epstein was just a small player. There's right. thousands of Epstein's around the world. Uh, sad. Uh, there's a there's a movie that's going to be coming out that's going to expose all of this. is made by 
Alejandro Monteverde, Eduardo Verastegui, and Leo Severino. Uh, it's, it's a movie that's going to be coming out in 2000, this year in about three months. Um, uh, and it's a movie that, that, that just basically puts a spotlight on how massive this problem is of, of human child sex trafficking. Uh, you know, this is happening in Washington. This yep. is happening. This Nebraska. is happening at the border. Yeah, but in Midtown, I, I just read an article in Nebraska, in Omaha, one of the biggest places for child tra- trafficking. So this needs to be stopped. And I commend you guys for exposing this because I think people of goodwill are sick of hearing yes. something like yeah. that. We got to do something yeah. about it. Yeah, the movie oh. that's coming out is called The Sound of Freedom. The Sound of Freedom is coming out in a few months. So we'll let you guys know. And maybe you guys could have Eduardo Verastegui and, oh, and interview him. Um, we'll have him on as well. I, I, I watched uh, I watched the screening of the movie. It's going to be it's it's like the Passion of the Christ. It's going to be one of those life changing movies. Good. It's going to have an, it's going to cause an international earthquake because Eduardo put a spotlight on how wicked this is and the way it's in it's embedded in the highest places in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got a yeah. couple movies to look forward to that, and then the the sequel to the Passion of the Christ coming out yeah. too. So yeah. that'll, we, be, that'll be awesome. Mother Mother Cabrini, also Mother, Cabrini, Mother Cabrini. We just, we just re- previewed we, some of the film of Mother Cabrini, <clears throat> where we bought Hook, Line, and Sinker. Her her story is fantastic. Yeah. It's done by Metanoia Films as Metanoia. well. It's going to be a. We'll have them uh, contact you. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so you guys can uh, you guys can oh. profile the movie. It is outstanding. <laughs> we were blown so, away right, by yeah. it. Yesterday. Yeah. The more the more eyes we can put on these good Catholic movies, the better. Absolutely, yeah, because nowadays Hollywood movies are just yeah. total joke. So yeah, yeah. Exactly. this is how again we can evangelize people. Hey, I hear the met, met, okay, Jesse. I hear the music. I'm gonna James. Stay with us. We always close this way. Jess, what state should we be living in? Let's brother? all live in a state of grace. Don't live in a state state of mortal sin. Be holy or die trying. Remember, Christ conquers, Christ reigns, Christ commands. That's the cry of the Middle Ages. Nothing's changed. Terry, take it away. Well, remember Our Lady of Fatima said souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. I'm talking about high officials in the church we need to be praying for. Every Thursday night here at the Sacred Heart Chapel, unite your prayers with us two hours before the Blessed Sacrament, making intercession for the Pope, the bishops, the priests, the clergy. Why? Because Our Lady said souls are going to go to hell because no one's there to pray. Well, let's all pray. We all can be part of that. Team Jesus here. Amen. And and I want to ask you again to uh, support uh, Church Militants news reports that are going on each and every day. Be a high-information Catholic through that. James, thanks again. Oh, the conference. Yep, thanks again. Oh, we've got a spiritual warfare conference coming up, folks. You can go to vmpr.org, March 24th and 5th with Father Chad.